0: This is Issues 2023. Uh, I'm Steve Backintosh and our guest is Butler Community College President, Dr. Kimberly Crawl. Hey, welcome to Issues
1: 2023. Thanks. It's good to be with you this morning. This is always uh, fun to fun to visit with you.
0: Fall classes begin at Butler here pretty shortly. You're about ready to go, aren't you?
1: Right. right. Yes. They um, they start next Monday on the 21st. Our faculty are all back this week for what we call professional development days, and so it gives them an opportunity to work together. It's almost kind of like conference style a couple of different days because they have breakout sessions and training and department meetings and things like that. So they're spending the week together and getting ready for classes, and then students are here uh, to start class on Monday. So it's fun to have the energy and activity on campus because uh, summer gets a little bit quiet uh, around here. So fun to see everybody back.
0: You recently had a visit from the HLC. What is the HLC, Doctor?
1: HLC is the Higher Learning Commission. Uh, All of the institutions across the U.S. um, have accrediting bodies, and this is a national accrediting body that accredits colleges kind of in the, really kind of in the Midwest, uh, or I mean the central section of the United States. Uh, We have to be accredited in order for our students to have access to federal financial aid. So it's a really important um, designation that institutions have. Um, Our accreditation is a 10-year accreditation and so they were back out uh, in April for our 10-year visit and uh, reaffirmed our accreditation for another 10 years. Uh, We met all of the um, criterion and the core components, um, except for one, we have some governance issues with our board that, uh, that have to be resolved and that we have to report back on. But um, everything that the faculty and the staff and the, you know, the, the college was able to um, address we we really got high accolades and and lots of compliments, and so we're excited about that that's a really important designation for us and it's a big deal uh, to get ready for the site visits and uh, have folks come from institutions from across the United States that are you know educators and experienced reviewers so it was, it was a good visit
0: so and now are you celebrating ten years at Butler now?
1: I am, yeah. I've been. I'm. I'm in my tenth year here, so time flies. What and what did you
0: do before you became the Butler president?
1: I I was at Cloud County Community College in Concordia as uh-huh. the vice president of academics for eight years, and so and and before that, I was at a real small college in Nebraska for a number of years. So,
0: um, so, so where are you from? Where's your Where's your childhood home?
1: Uh, I grew up in North Platte, Nebraska. So I'm oh, a nice. Husker. All right, that's where my Parents had lived their entire adult life, and so you know even though i haven't haven't been there uh lived there for a long time with my uh, i don't have any family left in North Platte. it's still you know you still kind of consider it home sure, so sure. uh it always feels good to go back
0: you know the Wichita Business Journal named you executive of the year in twenty twenty one
1: tell us about right. tell
0: us about your management philosophy. you must know something doctor
1: girl <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe it's just I don't know if it's age or what it is you learn over time, but um I, you know i I really try to engage a team of people around me as far as decision making and leading um, and I kind of have always been that way. I really believe that you surround yourself with people that have tremendous skill sets and know their you know know their areas of expertise and you give them the autonomy to. You know to do their jobs and to lead their people. Gather different ideas around the table so you can make good decisions and you know discuss and kind of hash and rehash. But um, I really try to be one of those people that um, utilizes the expertise of other people because they you know lots of those folks have spent careers like in finance and IT, they know way more than I do. Hmm. And so it's really kind of a collaborative effort uh, from my perspective as far as leadership is concerned.
0: Does Butler have a, a mission uh, and a vision?
1: Oh yeah, and you know, and really just in a nutshell, I mean, our, our mission is really daily to uh, change our students' lives. That's uh, why we come to work and that's really what we believe in. and. Um, it's really fun when we, um, you know, sit down and talk to students and, and faculty and staff. In fact, we just went through a process a year ago, about a year and a half ago, to uh, go back and review our mission statement and our vision statements and revise them. And um, it's really about creating um, opportunities for students uh, for lifetime success. We want our environment to be inclusive and affordable um, and it's fun when you talk to people and you really talk about that because the folks at Butler find purpose in the work that they do because we know that we're helping students be successful. Um, and so it's, it's a passion, and, it, and it's, it's neat to be working among people that really mm-hmm. understand, um, you know, the value of the work that we do.
0: What is, your, what is your enrollment? How many people do you have going to school there?
1: Oh, gosh, this fall we'll have, I mean, if you if you look at full-time, full-time and part-time together, um, we'll be, you know, we'll probably be between around uh, 8,500 students, I think, is probably where we'll be. We, we um, you know, it fluctuates. We've lost some enrollment over the years, um, and COVID certainly had an impact on us, but, you um, we have a lot of part-time students. Yeah. Um, probably the largest percentage of our student population are part-time, so they kind of come and go, you know, so that enrollment fluctuates. Um,
0: your uh, your campus, main campus in El Dorado, has been forever, but uh, right. you have yep. se- you have several satellites now, don't you?
1: We do. We, we have a great, a robust campus in Andover, um, just off of 13th Street. We have a brand new year-old uh, culinary arts building, the Redler Institute of Culinary Arts is just on the south side of Kellogg, east of Andover Road in Andover. Really excited about that facility. Um, we have our, our service area, our Kansas Border of Regents service area is a five county service area that's designated. And so we serve Butler, Marion, Morris, Chase, and Greenwood counties. And so we have a site in Marion at the high school, and we have a site in council grove uh, but but within Butler County, we probably i don't know we teach classes or uh, offer classes I think in you know more than thirty high schools in yeah. in um, you know Butler County and in our service area. so we have a huge outreach. We also have a really it's it's a growing program. At the El Dorado Correctional Facility. Um, We, two years ago, were one of, I think, 73 institutions across the nation that had, um, was awarded second chance Pell dollars, which are very specifically designated for incarcerated individuals that fall within a certain. kind of a certain set of guidelines. They have to be a certain number of years from release and they can't have committed certain crimes and those kinds of things. But, you know, the, the conversation so much now surrounds needed workforce and there's become more and more conversation about, you know, helping provide job skills for uh, folks that are incarcerated and in near release. So that when they're released, they have an opportunity for good-paying jobs and uh, a more stable lifestyle, and that you know re- uh, reduces recidivism. And so, yeah. we've had the opportunity the last two years to really expand our construction technology and our masonry program at El Dorado Correction Facility. And so, that's a really um, that's that's been um, a really neat experience to. Start to have an impact on those um, men's lives too. So that's considered one of our lo- locations now as well.
0: Well, recently the, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that race cannot be a factor in college admittance. Uh, does that ruling yeah. have an impact at Butler?
1: You know, it really doesn't. We, you know, we have never, our um, community college missions have always been open door. You know, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. Come to us, and we'll help you reach your educational goals. <clears throat> the only time um, that we really, I mean, you know, um, enrollment applications uh, have, for a long time, have had categories on them where you can designate your, you know, your ethnicity if you want to, and right now institutions report that at the national level just so that they can. That, you know, kind of keep track of enrollment of different populations of students. It's really not going to impact us because we don't do any kind of, um, you know, quota things or anything like that, that some of the, you know, universities do across the nation. But um, we do like to somehow we want to still be able to try to understand what the mix of our student population is because, um, we know that there are certain segments of, um, you know, our populations of students, for instance, if you're a first-generation learner or, um, you know, sometimes um, uh, different um, F, uh, populations, different ethnicities don't have um, as much success in college. And so it's, we still feel like it's important for us to understand our student population to make sure that if we've got Segments of student populations like that that we can provide the support services that they need in order to help them be successful and you know and reach their goals. Um, so it it doesn't make a lot of difference from an enrollment perspective, but once our students get here, we want to we want to try and understand what those populations of students are so we can help them be successful.
0: How did the uh, how did the COVID pandemic impact Butler?
1: Well, you know, um, it, it changed enrollment patterns for us. Um, but, you know, we had spent, we we made that transition really fairly easily. It's pretty amazing when you stop and think about it. We had a few years prior to that, not knowing obviously the pandemic was coming, but we had some um, additional capital outlay dollars uh, um, that uh, we utilized to address 10 or 11 um, very specific technology projects. And so we had spent a couple of years before this ever happened um, updating all of our technology, wire-to-wire, border-to-border wireless, you know, upgrading the infrastructure, all of that kind of stuff. And so when we had to make that transition, we it was very smooth for us. We'd been teaching online classes for 20 years, and so we had a lot of experienced faculty. But, you know, the thing that was really interesting when we came back, uh, and, and we discovered in the middle of that that we had students that didn't have access to technology. We even had some staff um, and faculty that really didn't have very good access to technology because of where they lived. For students, lots of times it was You know, it was um, financial. And so um, when we came back, we really had a focus on understanding from our students what worked and what didn't work. I had student forums and talked to them and, you know, asked them questions. What do we still need to do? What should we never try to do again, you know? And they talked a lot about the need for technology and the flexibility in classrooms. And so – and access to technology. So some of the federal stimulus dollars that we got, we utilized and created high-flex classrooms so that some of those classrooms had Zoom capabilities. And so if students still needed to work or were traveling or had folks at home that were sick, they could still connect with class and not, you know, get behind. We initiated a My – Uh, My Butler laptop initiative so that students could access um, a really inexpensive laptop. The first year we did it, I think they paid $100 or $150 for a laptop as long as they were enrolled in like six credit hours or nine credit hours and and they could keep it then. This year um, uh, we've changed that a little bit and um, any student that wants a laptop can have one. Um, and again, it's because we know that some of them just don't have access to that technology. So we learned some of those things throughout um, and have continued to, you know, to try and move forward with um, technology um, initiatives, understanding that, um, you know, we had during the pandemic, we had students that were trying to do their homework on their phones, you know, yeah. so wow. um <laughs> uh, so the technology piece is big; it's really big still.
0: You are listening to Issues twenty twenty three on the Odyssey Radio Stations, and our guest is Butler Community College President, Doctor Kimberly Crawl. And uh, before, with time gets away, I want to ask you specifically about a couple of programs you're doing. There, you're doing <laughs> something regarding uh, the culinary arts, are you not? Uh, yeah. Tell me about that.
1: We. Well, we, um, I mean, besides the regular uh, culinary and pastry classes that we have, uh, you know, that are certificate and degree pathway, we're doing um, a number of community cooking classes this fall, which will be really, really fun. Um, We have one, I think, that's coming up in a couple of Saturdays on uh, panna cotta and and French, um, how do we say it? Macarons, (laughs) macarons. Um, We have a, like a steak night dinner where couples can come and learn, you know, some great grilling techniques and, and have a great dinner. Uh, we have one coming up, uh, I think about Thanksgiving time. That's a, um, Thanksgiving pies, learning how to do a, a pumpkin pie and a pecan pie. And then we have gingerbread house around Christmas time. So it's a really fun way to engage a limited they their space limited of course, but, uh, you know to engage community members to get them into the Redler and teach them some fun things that they can you know take home with them. so we're really excited about that and there's a there's some other um, things that are happening at the Redler they're um, initiating we're initiating a chef's table uh, which is kind of an exclusive uh, opportunity for people to be part of the Redler and uh, a couple of different events during the year to have uh nationally known chefs come in and prepare dinners and those kinds of things and so there's a lot of we're, we're finally now you know kind of off the ground with classes and starting to really um, expand and engage the community now so it's a lot of fun
0: and you have an unmanned of jumping to this uh, <laughs> unmanned aircraft systems degree i, I presume they, we're talking about drones here is that correct
1: well we do yeah you know, it's not a degree program we're doing some oh. drone technology in our um, ag uh, in our ag program uh you know they're using drones more and more for uh insurance purposes and field exploration and uh you know even in fire science and those kinds of things uh, to you know to get um, get a view on uh you know, a variety of different things when, when, for instance, maybe people can't be on the ground and, you know, and get in to look. So we're mainly doing ours now through, you know, through our ag program. Um, but uh, it's fascinating, you know, it's really kind of the uh, one of those new technologies that has taken off and they're just finding more and more uh, avenues for use, you know, as we go along. So...
0: What is, uh, what is Butler doing in the field of cybersecurity, Dr. Crawl?
1: Our cybersecurity program is now all online, so, you know, anybody from across the nation can enroll. And this is, you know, it's obviously a huge, um, you know, avenue now that's embedded in all of our work processes. You know, whether you're a small business or large business or, you know, large institution, everybody has to have a focus now on Cybersecurity, and so we've moved ours all um, online, which is great. We also are um, one of just a couple of institutions in Kansas that has a national has a national designation for our program. From the na- it's a national center of academic excellence um, for cyber defense education, and that designation comes from the National Security Agency, and um, Homeland Security. And it's really kind of a testament to the quality of education that we provide our students and the focus on cybersecurity, but it also, a piece of it is also Butler's internal operations for our own, you know, our own college cybersecurity and our own focus of Protecting, you know, student data and our and our workforce and our, you know, business processes um, data. We have a partnership with Friends University uh, for transfer from our cyber program to their bachelor's program in cyber, and have some great scholarship dollars available uh, through that transfer uh, program with Friends too. So it's a really great designation um, designated through 2024, and we'll go ahead and you know, and reapply for it again. But it's um pretty prestigious to, you know, to be able to have this designation.
0: Your athletic programs have brought Butler quite a bit of attention. Uh, yeah. tell, tell us about that. What? Give us an idea of what's going on in athletics.
1: Oh, gosh, there's just such a huge history and tradition at Butler um, that really probably came out of, you know, the, the number of national championships that we've had in football over the years. I think that's really what people think about when they, you know, when they think about Butler athletics and that, you know, that tradition of, you know, players that end up going on to the D1 level and into, you know, the National Football League. Um, um, So, so tremendous outstanding, you know, football, we've got great basketball programs, our soccer team uh has gone women's soccer team has gone to nationals i think 11 of the last 13 years softball team (coughs) has two national championships and so in volleyball uh went to national tournament uh, two years ago so there's a real tradition of you know athletic excellence um at butler and and i always tell people it's you know, we've got good student athletes and good talent, but it really starts at the top with the leadership and the coaches. And they are firm believers that you know they want those students to excel on the court and on the field, but they want them to be good people. And they want them to be good students. Uh, and so we always um, uh, you know are looking at team GPAs uh, and and always um, have, some of our teams uh, ranked uh, at the uh, national NJCAA level as, you know, teams that are in the top with grade point averages. And so we're proud of that as well. We had, I think this spring, we had 55, 55 of our student athletes that were named um NJCAA Academic All-Americans because they had grade point averages of 3.5 or higher. So,
0: wow. Wow. you know,
1: really, really proud of that success. So they're good athletes, but they're good students and good people, and and that's you know that's a big part of it as well.
0: So, so what's the best thing about about your job? What gets you out of bed and and going in the morning? There's a lot going on, a lot, yeah. a lot to keep track of. But what gets you excited about yeah. doing your job every day, Doctor Crawl?
1: Well, you know, I think it's the students. It's, you know, it's just knowing that the work that we do is impactful. Um, We know that um, students might not have an opportunity to go to college if they weren't able to come to Butler and have access to scholarships and have, you know, the ability to be in classes that are smaller with a, you know, really personal focus on campus um, and with their, you know, the faculty and staff. And I tell, you know, I people at Butler probably get tired of hearing me say it, but I continually say, you know, everybody's job here at Butler somehow touches a student's life every single day. And there's just a culture at the college of this focus on student success. And, you know, again, knowing, you know, why we come to work and the purpose behind our work. And so that's I love the people that I work with and I, and I just love being around the students and, and, you know, being able to get to know them. So I think that that's, you know, that's what gets me out of bed every morning.
0: So what, uh, how long are you going to keep doing this? People actually ask, asking me this all the time. How long are you going to do yeah, this? Uh,
1: you know, um, who knows? <laughs> I, I, uh, uh, it's, it's always hard to tell there's, um, there's real, um, I mean, I have a career in education uh, and so there's, uh, you know, a lot of memories and a lot of things that um, I I can't take credit for a lot of it. I, I, I always focus back on my team and the wonderful people that I've been able to work with over my career that have done great things. And so, um, I don't know, you know, my kids, your kids are always after you. I have a brand new uh, granddaughter in Anchorage, Alaska. And so, okay. you know, uh, it's. <laughs> At some point in time, I'll retire, but right. it's it's hard to tell when. So. I
0: need to interrupt you there because we're out of time, but thanks so much oh, okay. for being with us. Our guest, Butler sure. Community College President, Dr. Kimberly Crawl. That's all for this edition thanks. of 2023. We'll be back next week. Thank you all for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.